Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passions and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Taddy. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? It is getting close to Christmas for all who celebrate, and we're just hoping everyone is hanging in there. We have a fun show lined up for you today. As usual, Ginger, Lori, and I are going to catch up. We have a special surprise that we're going to tell you all about. And then we have, as our guest, Abigail Dollinger. She is a designer that we work with very frequently, and she's actually been on the show before. We can't wait to talk to her. Finally, we are gathering around the fire to chat about our favorite gift experiences. How are you, ladies? I'm doing good. How about you, Ginger? Oh, great. Doing really, really great. Just hanging in there. I got one more week and then I'm on vacation for the rest of the year. So Yay! just trying, trying to get, it's probably going to be the longest like five days of my life, but that's okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> you got a hearty belly laugh out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, I so get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So how are you, Tracy? What's going on? I know um, you've just been insane lately. Oh my gosh. Well, because the whole peace on earth holiday countdown thing mm-hmm. threw my schedule into a tailspin. So now I'm playing all of this catch up and we've got new people who've joined our team. And I realized, you know, three different people who join your team all at once is a little crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. So it's an exercise in remembering what to tell people like, <laughs> and, and show them about our process, but also, you know, patience when things you know, I was very triggered last week <laughs> and I realized something about myself. Um, I'm really, really hard on myself nice. and um, I try to be perfect and I'm so far from perfect. It's not even funny. And so it's a real weird feeling when you realize that about yourself. <laughs> so, so I was trying to like, you know, breathe and work through this and, you know, just get all of my stuff done. When things are taking a little bit longer, just because, you know, we got to, we got to teach people how to do stuff. Right. So, so that's all fine, but I totally get what you're saying about, it's going to be like the hardest five days. I go, I leave on December 23rd to go to Chicago to see my family. So it's a matter of like getting all of my work done, getting all of the um, Christmas shopping finished. I have a cousin visiting. Sometime, right before Christmas, don't know when, um, and all that stuff, and making gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that <laughs> reminds me. So remind me when we get circle back after we hear from Lori, mm-hmm. um, remind me about the gift thing. All right, Lori, how have you been? It's been crazy. It's been crazy. <laughs> I want to know where you're at on your uh, your quilt journey because you still had, what was it last time? I think there was, tw- was it eight 20- or 12? I am more? up to, I have 14 done, wow. but I had this super secret project that I can't even talk about because it's not my gift. Mm-hmm. It's somebody oh. else's gift, but I helped and, and it took like 10 days. So um, I have 14 done. I need 20. I have 15 and 16 ready to quilt. And then are you ready for this? What? What? I found a panel that's a Christmas tree skirt, and I don't have one. So oh. guess what I'm doing when oh, I need to make gosh. another five? You didn't have enough to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's one of those, oh, dear, is somebody sidetracked oh, here? I think no. so. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Well, you're just making me feel lazy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I only did, I did like eight purses, no, nine purses, I think, total. For wow. like all my sister-in-laws and everybody, but they're all done, packaged, ready to go. I've got one more thing I'm waiting to come in and then I'm shipping everything out. Good so, for you. Uh, yeah, but still compared to what you've got going on, I'm like, good grief. <laughs> I feel like a slacker. <laughs> It'll be okay. Remember that I don't have to have my stuff done for December 25th. We celebrate mm-hmm. on January 1st so that all the kids Ooh. can go to the, their other families on Christmas. Oh, nice. So I have a whole extra week that you guys don't have. See? Yeah. That's, well, that's and, awesome. And 
It yeah. was it was good though. It's like it's good to have those types of things in place because it helps you prioritize because I had to I got to ship everything to my brothers and their family, so I had to get all that stuff yes. done first. So now I've got to really shift gears cuz I really want to make my mama. I want to make her one of the uh quilted bomber jackets that they have over at Sew News right now. It's the free oh sew along. And um, she saw it and just went nuts for it. And I'm like, oh, I really want to do it. But I've like got the pattern all cut out. It's been sitting on my floor for like almost a month now. Like I just have not been able to get to it. So that is like my focus. And I'm worried I don't need that till Christmas Day. So I'm like, "Ah, I still got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I keep thinking that I have plenty of time. But then, you know, like my husband keeps throwing my weekends into a tailspin Mm. because I always imagine that Sunday is going to be like my day to sew because he's busy watching football. Mm -hmm. And every single week he has thrown some sort of wrench into my works on Sunday. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't need to watch these first two games. So why don't we go to the mall? You know, and I'm like, all right, well. Guess we got (laughs) it. That's been the craziness of my, my few weeks. But I have an update on the knife roll. Oh, yes. That What's I that need going? to tell you about. So after the last podcast where we talked about it, I was thinking about it. You know, so we usually record on Monday. And by Thursday, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can make this work. And so I mention it to Jay and Sydney. And it's in the afternoon and we're just sort of sitting around. And I said, you know, I wonder if I can do this. You know, and I said, the problem is I don't have a pattern. And Jay said, you know, maybe you could, maybe there's just, you know, and I don't know how many knives he has or anything like that. So he, so he says, you know, maybe look up knife rolls and see if there's a standard size, you know? So I start looking that up. And that night we have you know, Thursday, Thursday at our, at our um, apartment complex where um, they get a keg and well, it's like a pony keg. So a small one. And um, during the month of December, they're doing food trucks. And so I was like, oh, we'll do, we'll get some food truck food. And we walk over and Jay goes in to get a beer and I'm waiting for the food. And when I go in, he calls me over to this person he's talking to. And the funny thing was, I didn't even recognize her and she's one of my neighbors, but you know, in COVID. Um, oh, yeah. but, but, and I realized I've only seen her from like the side of her face and not straight on. So I embarrassed myself and was like, do we, have we met? <laughs> you know, we totally yeah. have, which I was completely embarrassed. And then, um, he said, he, so he says, you need to talk to her about leather. And like my other neighbor's there and she pipes up and she's like, do you want to take a leather making class with me? And then Sarah, who the person that he's pointing to says, um, I actually have a business making leather products. So I have everything you would need, all of the tools. It's like and it so was as, destiny. Yeah, <laughs> as we're talking, I realized that, you know, she's been doing this for a while. She's been doing it for three years. She makes, I think she makes custom things. I'm not quite sure. Um, but because she does everything by hand, she's having trouble already with her hands being like it hurting her hands. And I mentioned, you know, I, I just kind of flippantly say, you know, oh, I have what I need. Like I have some feet for my sewing machine and leather needles. And she and her husband look at me and they go, you have a machine that sews through leather? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And so she's, it wants to learn more about using a sewing machine. And I want to learn more about actually making something out of leather. And so I think it's all going to work out. Um, and then this weekend, I just think, why don't I Google leather knife roll pattern? Uh-huh. YouTube video pops up of a guy oh. making a custom one. And then in his notes, he said, free pattern uh, if you join my Facebook group. Awesome. And so I got the pattern. I've got it all taped together. Um, now I'm going to make a practice one and then I'm going to make the real one. And I enlisted the help of one of the people who works at his restaurant. And so she was able to go and look and figure out what he brings to work. Nice. That is so great. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. That's going to be a wonderful present. I think it was. So fingers crossed. 
I still need to figure out what leather I'm using and all of that, but I do have leather for the prototype and I think it should be good. Oh, that's so, it's amazing when the stars align like that and it's like something was just, the universe was looking out for you. I mean, what are the chances that you mention it and then, and then it all, my husband just happened to say something. I don't know how it came up in conversation even. Exactly. Bizarre. Well, I had such an amazing response uh, from the last episode when I mentioned about not being able to find hardware. And I'm such a knucklehead. I think my issue is, is that I'd, I always look at online as a last resort instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, I should just go there first. Because I'm one of those, like, I love to go to stores. I will shop until the day I die. And uh, <laughs> I love going in and actually physically getting stuff. And so that's why I think I was struggling so hard with the hardware. So I had so many people reach out to me. And then I had so many people, like, come up with great ideas for presents for my dad. So Yay. I really want to do a shout out to Erin uh, Joe. She's at uh, So and Joe on Instagram. And she was awesome because she reached out and she was just like, what told me all about, she actually, there's a physical store that is the Sally Tomato store that she lives near. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could not live that close to that store. I would go Mm -hmm. nuts. So anyway, so she was telling me about that. And then it was so cute because she asked me about doing a, a, a dupe kit, I think. Is that what it's called? Where it's the shaving kit for men. Is that what it's called? A dupe kit? I don't know. I, that's what she called. I had to look it up. I was like, what is this thing that she's talking about? And then I was like, oh, it's like a shaving kit thing. So anyway, I went online. I found a free pattern and I'm going to do one for my dad. So anyway, nice. she was great at like giving me the resources. So thank you all for like everybody who reached out. But Aaron Joe, you were awesome. So that was awesome. <laughs> Aren't people wonderful? Fantastic. They are. We really do have the best listeners. We yeah. just, <laughs> truly, truly we do. Um, speaking of, you know, special listeners, uh, we have a, uh, we each got a gift in the mail, some boxes. So why don't we open them? And then after we open our boxes, I'll describe what, who the amazing listener is and what, um, they sent us. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's see. Ginger, you got your box? I do. I got it right here. Oh, mine's like already untaped. I didn't, I didn't, I I went that far. (laughs) (laughs) Lori's like, she didn't even open hers. Yeah. It was hard to resist. I forgot my scissors. Just don't get your fabric scissors. (laughs) Save those for the turkey, right? No, I don't. Save them for the turkey. I'm almost as more excited to see what you guys uh, have as well. I know. Me too. The last time we got presents from her, they were totally amazing, weren't they? Yep. Dead on. Okay, Okay. I'm ready. All right, go ahead. All right, you go first. You go first, Lori. Do you love all the noise? Oh yeah, it's great. I know this is great podcast material right here. All the all the the noise, I love it. All right, Lori is slowly opening the bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's purple. That's a good sign. Yeah. Oh, it's done. It's not <laughs> built and it's done. And it's purple on the outside, the back. Oh, guys, it's gorgeous. And it's a signature quilt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It looks like she's had designers. I see Karen Bailey. Oh, my goodness. This is so wonderful. <laughs> Is there a label on it, Lori? Oh, yes, there's a label. (laughs) Read it out. The label says, given to Lori Baker 2021 upon retiring from Quilting Daily, designed and made by, guess who? (laughs) Abigail (laughs) Dollinger. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is wonderful. Well, I think this is the perfect time to roll right into Open Studios and welcome our guest, Abigail Dollinger. Hi. 
Thank you for joining us. And I'm so glad that you were here to witness the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I can't tell you how special this is. It is wonderful, Abigail. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's purple, like you love. <laughs> it's purple, exactly, exactly. And I guess maybe we should actually say that, you know, so uh, several months ago, when Lori retired, we, of course, had to make a quilt. And so our amazing Denise Stark um, and I started working together on what we were going to do. Um, and who we were going to enlist to put together a quilt for you. And, uh, the, for, of course, the first person that popped into my mind was Abby. Um, <laughs> yes. Abigail works with us all the time, designing and making quilts for all of our publications. And she is my go-to person when I need something unusual or special for an episode, I mean, for an issue. And um, so we very gently asked Abby if she would be willing, and she said yes. And then we had to go about trying to find a pattern. So I went to Abby, and and we needed something that would work for a signature quilt. Mm -hmm. Something kind of simple. We could trim down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. something simple that everyone can make and sign. And then you had great suggestions because clearly you've done this before. (laughs) (laughs) With all our moves in the army, it's really fun to make a signature quilt for people who are moving also or for for asking my friends to sign for me so that I can make a quilt to remember them. Yeah. So we we kind of picked a quilt, um, you know, a, a basic design. And I think I think we had Denise enlarge it or change it slightly so that it could be you know, a size that depending upon who was making it and, you know, when you're making a quilt with lots of people, including blocks, the, the sizes can vary. Right. (laughs) But then Abby went and took it to a whole nother level. So Abby, can you please tell us, you know, how, so we basically took the, and we'll have to show, we'll of course show pictures of it. It is actually going to be in the next issue of McCall's story. <laughs> nice. That's why we were at a like we were at a point where it's like, okay, we got to tell her now, or she's going to read the magazine and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're going to get cop copies of the issue. And um, so I knew. So we and and we're having craziness with with paper at the at the print office. So things are getting shifted a little. Um, when we send the issue to the printer, we usually can calculate how long it's going to take before the issues get mailed. But lately, all that's are off, especially with the mail, the, the postal service and all of those factors. So we never know. And so we literally hit a point where we've been waiting and going, okay, when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Abby, when you got all, what, tell us a little bit about, you know, when you got the blocks and how they trickled in. And and then what you thought from there about putting together a design? Well, we asked the people on Lori's colleague and friend list with manufacturers and also designers, anybody that she knew, we asked them to send a blocks in by a certain date. And actually, we padded the date a little bit, knowing that some people might be a little late sending theirs. And that was a good idea to do. But everybody made the right size. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have to trim down anything. And I got to thinking, you know, to make a sizable quilt, we're going to need hundreds and hundreds of these signature blocks, which we really didn't have. So I decided, let's make a star in the middle, a nice patchwork design, and then we'll surround that with the signature blocks. And then I knew that Lori loved string piecing, so we made some borders of that to kind of enlarge the quilt a little bit more. (laughs) And interestingly, everybody sent different purple fabrics. I don't think there are any repeats, except that for the string piecing, I asked some people, please send me strips so that I can have a cohesive design. Some of the purple used in the blocks would be used in the borders as well. So it it turned out just wonderful. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's an understatement. It's gorgeous and 
And I can't tell you how much it means. Oh, my goodness. You thought we forgot, didn't you? <laughs> no, I like, didn't. I retired. Nobody cared. We cared. <laughs> and we put in some blocks that weren't signed, thinking she might have a retirement party and could get other people to sign at the party. Oh, fun. And actually, we had um, Gigi, um, when she came back, Lori, um, to, to work for us. Um, she took over your job as the editor of McCall's and she signed a block for you too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, and I can just tell you, so Abby, um, when the quilt arrived in the office, um, we weren't on a regular schedule of being in the office, but there happened to be this one day where there were three of us from the editorial department and Ginger, you were there, weren't you? Yeah. I just happened to be there that day. Yeah. And so we pulled it out and laid out the quilt and I swear we stared at it for about 30 minutes straight, just looking at all of the signatures, reading what people wrote, there were notes. And if, if you look at the label, you can even see that, um, that Abby made it a pocket so that it could include the notes that, that came in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find the label again. (laughs) So many of her friends, so many of her friends sent well wishes and, uh, praise for her friendship and her editorial assistance that we just wanted to include the notes too. Again, awesome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Can we be done now so I can go read the notes? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Not done yet. You have a whole lifetime of retirement to do that. (laughs) Yes, you do. And, and since since Abby's here, and I really wanted, like, the last time that you were here was actually to surprise me. Right. <laughs> but I, I wanted to have an episode to talk to you and learn more about you, Abby. And um, so I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone, which is, how did you start sewing? Well, my mom was a seamstress and sewing our clothes for us when we grew up. My grandmothers were great needlewomen, too, crocheting, knitting, cruel embroidery, cross-stitch, and so they taught me a lot. Uh, My sister and I would visit my maternal grandmother in the summers. She had a little basket for each of us and had cut out three-inch patchwork squares for us. We were always very excited to go visit my grandmother and see what new fabrics were in the basket, and she taught us how to knot the thread and sew these together to make four patches. And honestly, that is my longest running UFO. I have never put those four patches together. To a <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, the stitches are gargantuan, but I still have the basket and it means a lot to me that it was so much fun, something to look forward to at her house. And then um, I took 4-H club sewing class and just did a lot of different crafts of and always enjoyed making things. But around our country's bicentennial, everybody became interested again in colonial crafts. And so I'd say that's when the quilting bug Mm -hmm. bit me. I would watch some ladies at a local fair quilting and got very interested in it. And then my grandmothers kind of re-upped their interest in quilting, and so we made some quilts together. So ever since that time, I really, really enjoy quilting like the designing aspect and the making of it. It's like every step of it from buying the fabric to cutting the fabric to sewing it together. You're making up your own puzzle as you go. And it's just fun putting your own puzzle together. So at what point did it go from being something that was just for fun and you were doing it to like, hey, I can actually make a career out of this. At what point did that happen? Well, I always like my craft to kind of pay for itself. So I would do little craft fairs and make little <laughs> tiny quilts, make little quilts to sell in craft fairs and things like that. And then um, in 2006, I got a long arm machine and I really wanted to have the that paid for by quilting for other people. So I did. Thankfully, my friends entrusted their quilts to me and then through the help and friendship of several ladies who worked for magazines, they're like, you really should submit your designs. Here is the name of the person to send it to. So they gave me a leg up in that respect. And so I I wouldn't say it's a full-time career, but it it is a cottage industry. And as a side, I can't earn enough to live on doing it. (laughs) Do you remember 
what year you had your first quilt published? I don't remember, but I do have the magazine upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) You stumped her, Lori. (laughs) Probably in the 2000s. What was that like to actually see your uh, one of your quilts in the magazine? It's very exciting, very rewarding. I just feel it's a privilege to be able to share my quilting ideas with the quilting world. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. You know, and I feel like right now she's got, I don't even know how many quilts you've made for me in the past few <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and I'm sure for some of my our other magazines as well. But I, I totally threw... Uh, a curveball to her and she totally took the took the bait um so she's actually doing a really special issue of quilt maker coming up for me and um i'm so excited for that one um but you you also what i love about a lot of the designs you do for me especially for quick and easy quilts are pre-cut friendly mm-hmm. so do you is that something that you really enjoy using lately and figuring out ways to utilize them? Or is it just sort of an occasional thing that you do for me? <laughs> I do like the the challenge of using a pre-cut package efficiently, using them all. Because I don't want to just buy a layer cake of 10-inch squares and use maybe five of my favorites. I want to see how I can put them all into a quilt and use them all up. And I would say around maybe 2008, I wrote to Lisa Alexander at Mode of Fabrics and said, you know, there's a lot of jelly roll patterns, but not too many layer cake patterns. I would like to come up with some ideas for you. Mm -hmm. So I didn't hear back, but a couple weeks later, a box landed on my doorstep with several layer cakes inside. (gasps) And I I set to work designing some quilts that use them. And then I sent the patterns to Moda and they distributed them for a while. Then um, now I send them to you. <laughs> uh, well, that's such a great example though. Yeah. Ask. Because right. sometimes if you just don't ask, you know, it won't happen. So what's right. the worst that could have happened? You never heard back. And, yep. you know, it's it's amazing when that's all you have to do is just ask. So if there's something you want, just do it. Just ask. It's true. I love Lisa Alexander. I yes. so want her to be a guest on the show. It's not even funny. I've asked her before, and of course, she doesn't respond because she like never responds to an email. No. But she always you'll. It's the funniest thing. You'll send her an email with a request or, or like a question. Possibly, is this possibly available? Would it be possible to get this fabric for this quilt? And you send this long note to her, and then a few days later, a box appears. Right. It's she like doesn't magic. answer. She no. doesn't answer, but she responds yes. with what you need. <laughs> it's so funny. So I love that story. So we can we can actually thank you for layer cakes. Patterns yeah, being. really. <laughs> Not just me. I mean, there's other ladies really. too. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say too that it, the idea of asking or putting your name out there goes towards designing for a magazine it's in all of your publications who to send a submission to and mm-hmm. so for your podcast right. listeners who whoever has a, an original design maybe a different twist on a traditional quilt block design it doesn't hurt to write it up take a picture do a computer mm-hmm. diagram send it to the acquisitions editor who knows maybe it's just what you're looking for for one of your publications That's good advice. Mm -hmm. It's that easy. And I'll add in, it needs to be a design that you haven't put on social media. Mm -hmm. And that's really it. But we are always looking for designs. Always. Um, And and it's funny because we do calls frequently. And sometimes we get, you know, a ton of response. And sometimes we really stump the designers, I think. Um, Or maybe it's just timing and, you know, people are busy. But... Um, but we're always, always, always looking for designs. So just to go on a side note, when you guys are looking, like doing these calls, is it usually you have a theme in mind or is mm-hmm. it just a random like, hey, send us what you're doing? Um, so is it usually a theme? There's usually a theme, um, but we often will take like, and I always try to write in my my notes because they the acquisitions editor, like when Lori was doing it, she would ask me to write up what I wanted. And so I would always write a paragraph about exactly what I was looking for for the issue. But 
I would also say, you know, for quick and easy, we're always looking for a baby quilt. We're always looking for a quilt of valor. Um, we, if there's a holiday, we're always looking for a holiday. Um, our timing is off. So, you know, we're actually the, the issue that I, I just reached out to Abby about, um, that was a special issue is actually July next year. Um, so, you know, cause it takes about seven or eight months to make a magazine. Um, Lori, can you think of anything else that I've left out about to answer that question? One of the things that I always added, and I imagine it's still there, is, and if you have a great idea that doesn't fit this criteria, send it along. Yeah. That can help inspire uh, you guys that are to put yeah. everything together. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes it inspires an idea for around an issue. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we need a secondary theme because we'll have a main theme and a secondary theme for every issue, but there's still 12 quilts usually 10 to 12 quilts in every issue. So it, as long as we have three quilts that fit the issue theme, then that makes six, but then we still have six other quilts. So, you know, it, it could be anything. So nice. I can feel uh, the listeners wheels turning. I hope so too. So Abby, just a hint, my next, my next call is about to go out and it is all pre-cut themed. So Ooh, right up yeah. your alley. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Um, so I would love to just have our listeners hear a really kind of fun story that we actually printed about you in, in Quiltmaker. And that's about Trinity. So you, you actually encouraged Trinity Sanders to submit as well. Can you tell us the story about how you met Trinity and how that friendship evolved? We were in the Army, and her husband was in the Army too. We were both stationed at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Her husband was deployed at the time. She had three little children. And, you know, sometimes Army families, when they move, they set out things they don't want on the curb, and people come along and find things. So Trinity happened to be driving down what we call Colonel's Row, and she saw a man just hauling things out of his garage, setting them on the curb. So she's like, do you really want to give away those quilt blocks? And he's like, yes, sure, take them. So she picked up the quilt blocks. I think there were 10 or 12 of them. I think they were like a double or triple Irish chain. And then she knew that I quilted. Oh. So she asked me, hey, would you help me put these blocks together? So I said, well, bring the kids over. We'll look at them, see what we can do, which she did. And then I discovered why they were probably never set together in a quilt. Some of the muslin was not <laughs> great quality. All the blocks were different sizes. Mm. Uh, yes, but we picked out six that were the best and we put them into a quilt by adding some sashing and borders and Trinity called that her throwaway quilt. It's still a favorite in her household mm -hmm. and they snuggle up to watch TV with it. And so that began a really good close friendship with us. And since Trinity's parents are both passed away, uh, we asked if she'd like us to adopt her. And so she and her husband agreed. So mm -hmm. even though she was an adult already, it's very unusual, but we adopted her. And we're still quilting together as much as we can, even though she lives in Texas and I live in North Carolina. And she is thrilled that she got published by your magazines, too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the sweetest story? That is a wonderful <laughs> oh story. Goodness. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, and I just have to say, Lori's face... When you said that the blocks were in the trash was classic. She was like, oh, no. Oh, no. They were rescued. Oh. Yes. yes. Oh. You rescued rescued everybody there. The blocks, <laughs> Trinity, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. You know, I, I just want to let you know what a joy it is to work with you. Thank um, you. While I have you on the podcast. Every time I see your name pop up, I, you know, always want to choose your quilt just because you're always a joy to work with. You're always so easygoing. You always, you let me know what's happening um, in case something, you know, occasionally something, you know, during the quilt making process goes awry. Mm -hmm. And, and I always, 
you know, ask all of my designers to let me know when that happens. And well, it's pretty rare that anything goes awry with you. You always just keep me posted like, (laughs) okay, the top's done. I'm going to start quilting it, you know, or even that just so I know. And I, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Tracy and I were texting the other day about you. And I told her that I don't remember ever asking you for anything that you didn't do and do well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my goal. It's true. It's true. We throw her curveball all the time. We'll, we'll say, Abby, we have a scrap issue coming up and we really need, you know, something that is string pieced. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> you know? I have scraps. No problem. I need, I need a turn down. i love it i love it um is there anything else before we go since we're about about hitting our time that we need to wrap up but was there anything else special that you want to tell our listeners or Lori about making the signature quilt Well, for Lori, it really was fun to work on your quilt for you because you've been such an encouragement to me the past years that I submitted for your consideration for publication. And it was fun knowing that it was going to be a surprise and a secret. (laughs) And to see all of the people who signed blocks for you who are in the industry, famous quilters, and to read the notes of people who felt just like I do, that we will miss you up at the magazine, but we wish you the best in your retirement endeavors. We really do. Oh, thank you so much, Ab. Oh my gosh. You're very welcome. I just keep saying I can't I can't say enough about how special this is. Oh my goodness. Well just know how much you're loved, Lori, because yes. you really, really are. <laughs> thank you. Really, really are. We love working with you and we just had to commemorate the occasion with a quilt. So awesome. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's great to be here. (laughs) Well, that was just too much fun. (laughs) Oh, Abby is just such a sweetheart. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A joy well, to work with all the time. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, Lori, uh, I did not know how far Tracy was going to take this elaborate <laughs> scheme of hers because she was sending out texts and all this stuff. And it was so cute. We got a, I got a text early this morning. Or no, it was a, a day or two ago. And she mm-hmm. was uh, like, yeah, we're going to um, – it was to all three of us. She didn't give me a heads up. She was sending it. And all it said was, you know, Michelle Freeman from Maywood Studios is going to be sending us a package, each of us, and we're going to open it all together on the thing. And at first I was like, oh, that's so exciting. Michelle's sending another package. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, this is like the whole ruse to get Lori her package. (laughs) I was so bummed. I was like, man, we're not going to get a package from Michelle. (laughs) Well, but she she was good. She was so good. She sent texts this morning, something about the whole we're opening our things from Michelle. And I suggested that she could perhaps have Michelle as a second guest besides Abby. And she said, oh, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's telling me i got to go get a box because i got to pretend like I've got to open a box. I'm running around the house all day looking for a box. And oh, my gosh. It was just like, okay, this is, like, hilarious. Like, it was really – it was good, though. It was really – when you lie, Tracy, you commit. Yes, yes. It's all that performing arts training I had in high school. Um, But it's also – it's also that I just – I think – I think giving gifts is more fun for me than getting gifts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just love it. And of course, I had to message Michelle and be like, because I just thought there was the slimmest chance that you might message Michelle. And so Michelle (laughs) had to be in on the whole thing. Right? Yes. So she thought it was hilarious. She was like, that's gold. (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) Yeah. And knowing Michelle, like if she did get a random text from Lori, she'd probably just be full on like, oh, "Oh, yeah, enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. I love it. I love it. So. All right. Are you ready? Let's, let's, let's set the holiday mood for our final segment today. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. We're going to, we're going to be around the, the, the fireside and have a little chat. 
I'm feeling like a, a nighttime DJ. <laughs> okay, Delilah. <laughs> All right. I have a I have a crazy feeling that Daisha has worked with Delilah. I don't know why. I haven't, but Delilah, if you're listening, I'm here for you, girl. Today, we decided we wanted to reminisce about quilty gifts that we have received over the years. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten some good ones. Lori, do you want to go first? Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm imagining like all the gifts that Lori has gotten. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. See, I need to expand that to not just quilty gifts, but also sewn gifts. Mm -hmm. Because one of the most memorable ones... And and I laugh as I say that because I don't remember what my gift was. I remember that my sister got a wonderful handmade garment from my mother. My mother was an incredible seamstress. Uh, she could tailor things. She could draft her own patterns. She was amazing. And that year when my sister got this beautiful handmade garment, I got something store-bought. And after all the hullabaloo of opening presents was done, mom took me aside and said, I really feel badly about your gift. It's wadded up in the corner of my sewing room because things went wrong several times. Oh, no. (laughs) And, And first of all, it was encouraging to me because, like I said, my mother was an incredible seamstress. And if it went badly enough, that she trashed it, then, you know, I, I think I can do a lot of things. Yes, exactly. She's human. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't remember what I got, but I remember the moment that mom said it went badly. <laughs> that had to oh. make you feel so much better. It did. It <laughs> yeah. did. It did. I, I appreciated her explaining why I got what I got and my sister got what she got. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I don't remember what I did get. Yeah. That wasn't the important part of the story. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. How about you, Tracy? What are some of yours? Do you have, uh, some, oh, some fun memories? Um, yeah, actually, I, 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 as I was thinking about this, this prompt, um, I, so, three stories popped into my brain actually. Oh, wow. So, um, so one was years and years ago. I mean, I probably was a brand new quilter. Um, my in-laws went to Hawaii. And, you know, when they would come back, I totally just would expect a T-shirt, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, they went to Hawaii. I got the stupid T-shirt. But they actually brought me a, a quilt kit for a Hawaiian applique pillow. Nice. And at the time I did everything by hand. So I hand applicated it and I hand quilted it. It's not a pillow, but it is done. Um, Oh, no. um, It's just not completed. Um, I should just bind it and hang it up. But um, I I still have that. Um, And then, so um, probably, gosh, Sydney's almost 18. So it had to be about 15 years ago. Um, I was working in a quilt shop. And the quilt owner actually gave us discounts on sewing machines. And so I decided that I really wanted to upgrade my machine and get, you know, more advanced features and all of that. And so planned it out with my husband and, you know, but then we decided, or he decided, we do this sometimes with big gifts is like, okay, that's going to be your, your birthday present. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was going to be my birthday and mother's day gift. Um, but the funny thing that happened was, cause I knew what it was, knew, you know, I was going to get it, but I didn't know when. And so what he did was he took, he created a whole scavenger hunt for me to find the machine. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and so there were notes, there were different clues. And then when I got to like what I thought was the last one, I, he, he hit it behind this big chair that we had and, um, and when I looked behind the chair, it was my featherweight. And when I opened the box, it said, this old thing? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and actually your president is over there you know it was like in the garage or something and nice. so it was just it was really hilarious like even though it was a gift i knew was coming he he made it fun um and then finally last christmas i you know was completely completely obsessed with glory holt i still am mm-hmm. um i i made five quilts in the past year three of them used glory holt fabric two of them used tulip pink fabric so uh-huh. i think that you know that's kind of a clue into my personality. I like lots of bright colors. And, um, and so my husband bought me a whole bunch of Lori Holt stuff. So he bought me, um, her, some of her rulers. He bought me some of her templates and I was completely surprised, um, because I just had no idea that, you know, he was paying attention and that closely. So that was, that was my last one that, you know, was last Christmas. And I was like, yay. I always love it when I get something, you know, it doesn't, it can even just be pins or, you know, some kind of little stocking stuffer, but I just love getting something that's sewing related as a gift. How about, about you, Ginger? Ginger? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, it's so funny because I started thinking, I was like, wow, I really have not received a lot of sewing gifts. Like, it's really funny, whether it be garment sewing stuff or, um, and I think maybe everybody who knows that I do this. They know that I've got like, because I tend to get some free stuff a lot of times. So maybe that's why they just are like, oh, she probably already has it. So I don't need to worry about it. But one story comes to mind. Um, it was really cool. It was back in uh, the days uh, in, of our old company when um, we were at our old office and we used to do Secret Santa. And it was so funny. And I would go, I floated between offices and our studio was actually in the golden office. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to do the Secret Santa this year because I had never really done it in the past. And um, it was so much fun. And I just remember the last last gift that I had gotten. It was like you gave the big biggest gift at the final day or whatever. And it was uh, Trisha who was in the office, Patricia. Um, and uh, it was a beautiful pillow that had these adorable little Santa bells on the corners. And then it just said, believe. And Aww. it was applique on. And it was gorgeous. And that was really the first time that I had gotten anything like somebody had actually finished a project and given it to me. Um, so it was really kind of a cool, special thing. I still use it every Christmas. It's sitting on my couch as we speak. Um, so that was pretty awesome. But then last year, it was really funny because I think my mom is just so blown away that I'm actually sewing because her whole entire life, she was dying for me to sew. And I just was like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. That looks boring. That looks hard. You know, I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And um, she got me last year a magazine. It was like just a little like add on to like some of the other gifts that she had gotten me for Christmas. And it was a, a, a um, the patchwork, uh, American patchwork. Is that the name of the, mm-hmm. the magazine? Yep. And mm-hmm. it was so funny. And she just was so cute. And then all of a sudden it dawns on her and she was like, oh God. She was like, is this one of the magazines you would work with? <laughs> and she just had this like look of horror because she knows I can get those, you know, at the office or whatever. And it was, I was like, no, mom, I don't have this one. It's free. <laughs> and it had on the cover of it, it was, uh, who's the woman that does the laundry basket quilts? Oh, um, Adisa Sitar. Yes. I can yes. never say her name. So thank yes. you. But yeah, so it had her on there and I was like, I know her. I've talked to her. And so I got, my mom got so excited and she was like, so I did good. And I was like, mom, you did great. I was like, thank <laughs> you. So yeah. Yeah, so it's been kind of fun. I got that. Oh, yeah. I still have it. I love Mm -hmm. it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so it was just really funny because I was like, she she just this look of horror, like, oh, God, do you already have this? Or, you know, is this one of yours? And I was like, no. And then I proceeded to like educate her a little. I was like, okay, well, these are our magazines. You know, but anyway. I love it. But yeah, it is. It's really funny. But I do think I wonder like if there is this kind of, uh, you know, little stigma of like giving gifts to people who make things. Like, I wonder if people, because I know I get a little nervous, uh, you know, whether, you know, especially if it's like giving it to somebody of you guys caliber, you know, like, oh, God, are they going to rip it apart and, you know, no. totally dissect it? Oh, or- yeah, right. <laughs> Never. I know I don't. I don't do that. No, no you're just so thrilled because you know yeah. what it took to make yeah. something, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's it a big is. deal. It really um, is. I posted on Instagram recently. I made like, I, it was the first time I ever like made like a meme. Um, uh, and, and it was this funny one that said, um, OMG, you're so hard to buy for. And then it has a picture of um, Will Smith, like with his arms doing like the Vanna White presentation <laughs> thing. And I put a picture of fabric. Oh, my gosh, that thing went completely crazy. That's like so- people commenting on it, people, people sharing it and all that. Right. But one of the, the woman who owns the store 
um, Chris Sass is um, the owner of um, quiltfabric.com in um, Illinois. And she actually commented on it and said, you know, I've been thinking about this. And for so many years, I've just, you know, been scratching my head of why don't people come in and buy gift cards for people? And then I realized they just, it just doesn't occur to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just doesn't, yep. it doesn't occur to them. So, you know, I, I think a lot of quilt shops do, you know, they'll do those like Christmas lists. You can pick out things and, you know, leave a little note for your loved ones. But unless you tell them to go, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever dawns on them that they should buy something. Even I, we at the last minute found out a few years ago that um, someone we went to college with lives in Chicago and he wasn't, he wasn't able to go home for Christmas. And we found out literally like two days before Christmas. So my husband turns to me and he says, is it okay if we invite Joe over for Christmas? And I was like, of course, you know, he lives nearby. Of course, just invite him over. There's plenty of food, not a big deal. Well, he decided and literally on Christmas Eve, (laughs) <laughs> that we that he was gonna go get a little something for everyone in my family. Oh my god! Oh no! So oh. he's friends with us on Facebook, so he knows that Bryce cooks, and he knows Aww. you know, like he he knows what Zach likes, and and so he literally, and it was not big things, just little small things, you know, like he got he got the he got Bryce like one of those little frying pans that's real small that has like a cookie that you can make in it. Yeah. And gave that to him and. And I forget what he got. He got, but he got something for a little something for Sydney, a little something for Zach. And he got, he said, so for you, I have another friend who sews and I asked her what I could get a quilter. And she told me that quilters need safety pins Mm. and he's totally punk rock. So he was like, so I totally have safety pins. And so he gave me a little mason jar filled with little black, black safety pins because he's punk rock. So and cool. I it was the cutest dang thing because yes. how thoughtful is that it didn't cost him more than a few dollars it was probably stuff he had lying around if he right. even spent any money on it and it meant the world to me that he of actually thought of like gee she's a quilter what could i possibly get her safety pins mm, yep. uh, uh pins just for putting your patches together um, a little bundle of fabric that you can get at joann's like these are all great things that i think any of us would be totally thrilled that they actually thought about yeah. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's just the littlest thing. And and just to, for them to like acknowledge the fact that this is such a big part of our lives, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Like it just means the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. Aww. Well, I'm so glad, Lori, that you loved your present. Oh, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> oh, I just can't believe another year is coming to an end though. I know. Yes. Oh. This is just, just so much, uh, so much has gone on and, yeah. and I don't know, it's been so much fun talking with you ladies. I look forward to it every single time. Like, yeah. it's so funny. I feel like, you know, it feels like we just talked yesterday and yet we get together and we still have so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And so for our listeners, thank you so much for listening to us all year long. Um, yes. Thank you so much for your notes. We love hearing from you, whether it's on Instagram or notes that you send us we love it um we will be here here again in the new year Um, we might have a little bit of a break because we haven't actually planned our schedule of when we're starting (laughs) up again so i have a feeling it's going to be a little longer than two weeks but it will be in january i promise and we will have a full lineup of guests again next year um already talking to some of them so i'm excited (laughs) yes i know it's kind of exciting and um thank you so much happy new year to everyone yep happy holidays happy holidays is that a good ending (laughs) (laughs) i think we're gonna need for you guys to sing the outro for this one oh okay Okay. what song would you like us to sing and do you have a key in mind (laughs) (laughs) can't we all just pick a key (laughs) I think you do either Christmas Waltz or... Oh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, me too. I love it. Me oh, too. my God. The she, him version of it is so good. I don't think I know Christmas Waltz. I don't either. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but, okay, so maybe we do uh, Happy Holidays instead because I feel like you either know the words or can make some up because it's just Happy Holidays. <laughs> Ginger, you better get it going. 
Uh, huh? <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Oh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. There I just feel like you gotta have that cheese in there. <laughs> you gotta. Just do that while it's, <laughs> it's very loungy. That's why I love that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, me laugh. <laughs> all, all we got was giggles from these two. Oh, this is, oh my god, that's too funny with the two parts. Nisha, <laughs> oh, we gotta hit the road, man. We gotta hit the road now. Totally. Yeah, what I was thinking was that's it. We just need to leave that part in. Exactly. <laughs> that was what I thought too. Was oh my god. This has got to be part of it. It's podcast gold. Yes. <laughs> That's what the name of this episode needs to be. Podcast, podcast gold. gold. Yes. Hello and welcome, everybody. I have the wonderful pleasure of speaking with Kelly Ashton. She is the education manager at Handy Quilter. That is fabulous, and I am so excited to have her here because this is at least the third time that I've been able to chat with her, work with her, so we were commenting on the fact that I think we are officially friends now. (laughs) We are. Isn't it great to have quilting friends? So thanks for having me here today. Oh my gosh, people with your vast knowledge. You come from a quilting family, right? Yes, I do. Yes, and I have kind of a long history of quilting with with Handy Quilter. Nice. So now, where did it all get started? Like, you you say a long history. How long are we talking here? Well, I started out as a retailer for Handy Quilter in um, 2006. Was a retailer for a while. And anyway, we my husband moved because of work, and we sold the shop. So I ended up, when I came back, well, became an educator for Handy Quilter. So I was an educator with Handy Quilter for about seven years. And I'm still trying to decide what to be when I grow up. So for a, <laughs> a little while, I was a <laughs> territory sales manager. And then the position opened up. Vicki Hoth retired. So yes, I took her position. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Vicki. Yeah, <laughs> really hard shoes to fill here, right? Oh, yeah, so, you're not kidding. But you seem like yeah. the perfect person to do it. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if there's a perfect person. We've we've worked as a good team trying to kind of fill four of us maybe fill her shoes. So yeah. So (laughs) even take us back further than that. When did you get started? Actually, like, do you remember the first time that you did your first quilt? Or were you just too little to even remember that? Well, I grew up in a family of makers. But so uh, I did a lot of unstitching growing up. That's what I call it through 4-H. I've always, I've always been a sewer. And do you say that? Or do you say sewist? sewer. I kind I've of always like sewn. I, I know. It's so funny. If I don't yeah. see the word sewer, it doesn't bother me. But when I see it and it's like on the sewer thing, then I'm yeah. like, no, wait a minute. That doesn't yeah, seem right. It doesn't so, sound quite right. Yeah. So I grew up sewing. Let's just say that. I, okay. And, and unpicking. And yeah, um, yeah so I, I probably started making my first quilts when I had my first children, child. Oh, and, nice. And my... Um, my mother and grandmother did a lot of the old wooden frame hand quilting. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you go underneath yeah. and like pull through? Oh, that's yeah. so cool. And we would always take a turn quilting our little spots. I'm not really sure whether Grandma redid those later or not. But <laughs> but when I had first my first child, she did the Trico quilts, you know, that they oh, would yeah. draw a design on and then they would hand quilt all those designs. Oh, uh, do you still have some of those? Yeah, I do. Oh. And they're treasured. We love them. And, you know, Trico quilt is so soft. But I made one of those for my first son and it had Bambi on it, right? <laughs> and then I did a lot of tying and raw um, rag quilts, that kind of thing. So my actual first experience with long arm quilting was was in 2006, 2007. Ah, and had you tried had you tried any other long arms or any other no. uh, you know equipment? You went right to Handy Quilter. So what was yes. it about Handy Quilter that kind of drew you in? My friend, probably. My friend had okay. hers. Yeah. So I tried, I guess, some, you know, straight line quilting on a domestic machine. But but for me, the enjoyment at this point in time is is really finishing my quilts on the long arm. I love that part of it. So if someone else would piece for me, that would be, and actually my sister does. So she does lots of piecing and I do lots of quilting and we have a lot of fun together. Nice. Well, it's so funny. I feel like the more that I get to work on something like the Moxie, 
with you guys, the more I really do want to get more into focusing on my quilting because I've been, I'm a piecer. I've definitely, I love to piece. I definitely, and especially any curves or anything like that. But when I had my chances to actually get my hands on that Moxie, um, we had worked together. It was amazing. I, I was really blown away at how simple it was to set up because I think that was always my fear is like, oh, it's just so much and I can't do it. And you let me go ahead and set it up. And it was so simple. Like I was like, do, 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 do. And I, that's it. Yeah. That's all it well, is. Well, Ginger, <laughs> you were a bit of a natural at it. So ah. <laughs> you just grabbed hold of those handles and you whipped out some designs. I was pretty impressed. Well, it's one of those things you don't realize. It's pretty intimidating. It really yeah, is. It really but once is. you once you get in and do it, it's like getting over that hump. And as soon as you do, it's like, oh, no, this is actually really fun. Yeah. And you have to kind of just let the fun take over. What, it, what is it about teaching that, that you know, really it, it keeps you going? Because I know you're so good at it. You're so nice. But um, what I love about teaching is that it was intimidating to me to begin with. And people who I grew up with would probably be really surprised that teaching is what I enjoy. But I have seen that I can share the joy that I get from quilting, right? It's a salesman. I'm not, I'm not that. I'm just, I am passionate about quilting and I'm excited that I can show you how to have that kind of joy in your life as well. Because those of us who are makers, we love to be givers and mm -hmm. and to be able to finish a product is or a project is really important. And and to see the light come on in people's faces that they get it or they, they've they mastered a new design or feel like they're on the road to it, you know, it's, it's, it's so joyful for me. And I just love sharing that with other people. Well, I have a hard time with you saying that, you know, people wouldn't think that you're a teacher. You're a natural. I was like, oh, my goodness. You just do. You make everything the way you present it and um, just uh, your passion. I think that it's so funny. You say you're not a salesperson, but honestly, the best salespeople that I know are the ones that are just passionate about what they're selling. And that's yeah. it. You know, it's like and that totally translates with you and uh, and you just make it fun. And and I really man, it was it, it's always been such a fun experience. Um, and then I had the pleasure of actually coming out there to film with yeah, you guys. You did. Oh, my goodness. That place is just mind blowing. Like yeah. it is such a cool experience to be out there. Tell us a little. You said you have a retreat going on right now. What happens with these retreats that you guys have? What Because what, what, this is, I think, pretty unique for a, a long arm company, correct? Well, I think so. Yes, we have. Um, well, to start off, we have like um, between 30 and 40 educators at any time who travel around the country and visit retailer shops and teach classes there. Education is hugely important to mm -hmm. Handy Quilter. Um, Laurel, Laurel Barris was our founder and, you know, Vicki Hoth was like employee number two or something. Like yeah. she knew, she knew that education was important when you make a purchase like this. So, yeah. so back to us here, we have retreats here at Handy Quilter. Um, gosh, we have a lot. The ones we have here right now are retailers, okay. and we teach new retailers all about the product and the machines and nice. just lots of different things here. And then we also have basic long arm retreats where customers can come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. We have um, pro stitcher retreats and designer retreats. And then every year in June, we have an amazing event. It's called Handy Quilter Academy. <gasps> oh. We rent a convention center and we have over 200 people generally come and all wow. kinds of classes. It's, it's a fun, fun, fun event full of great education and food. We have lots of food. Uh-huh. <laughs> and would, I would say that that's definitely, I think, one of the things that really makes Handy Quilters stand out compared to other long arm companies is the community. I, I feel like you guys do have such a great community and stressing the importance of education, because I think that that really does help you get over any of those fears that you've got going yeah. into this, you know, not only spending your money, but then you know, you want to make the time because you are investing in your quilts now yeah. and it's taken them to that next level. So I just feel like you guys do an outstanding job of really just hitting those two marks, you know, building that community. You just have a constant source of, of people you can go to and then, you know, anything you can look up. You guys have a wonderful website too that just has, you know, almost daily videos, right? You guys do a lot of videos. We do a lot of videos. We don't do them daily, but we okay. do them every week. That's still, that's a <laughs> lot. That's a yes, big commitment. They're on Handy Quilter's um, YouTube page. So we're, we're just really focused on helping people become successful at what they love and those who love quilting. Anytime you can get tips and tricks and 
see other people or projects that they're working on, it's hopefully inspiring and just getting them to continue on their path of finishing quilts. Oh, well, that's great. Well, I could just sit here and talk with you forever about it. Yeah. I do. I, I just feel like you have inspired me so much just to really sit down and, and start thinking about my quilting more because I feel like it definitely is something that I always am like, I, I feel like I almost teeter out because I focus so much on the piecing. And then I get even more terrified, like, okay, I just spent all this time piecing. Now I don't want to mess it up and not quilt it correctly. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, having people like you that you can go to that really do put you at ease and, and just continue the fun, I think is so important. So thank you for doing what you do. Gosh, you're welcome. And yeah. it's really been fun to watch your or hear about your quilting journey and oh. how you've become such a prolific piecer or <laughs> ah, yes oh I like that I'm gonna so, put that, can I get that yeah. on my business card <laughs> it's well, fun what, to hear about it so oh yeah. well thank you and um so what is the best way if uh, somebody wants to come and find out more information about you where should they go well um you know handyquilter.com we have lots of, of good mm -hmm. information videos and that kind of thing personally I have um Instagram and Facebook called Kelly Ashton Quilts okay. there are two Kelly Ashtons that quilt um, another what one. Are the I've, chances? I've, yeah, funny. I'm, there's actually probably more than that. I'm not giving someone else credit, but there yes. are two of us who are um, quilting educators. So mm -hmm. I'm found under Kelly Ashton Quilts. Nice. And then, so do you have? I know you've been working with the Moxie. Are you pretty much just working on Moxie? Or are you still just? You have a, a oh, slew no. of machines. Yes. Okay. Yes. In my studio, I, I have an Amara. And I have oh, an inf nice. infinity with the pro stitcher. So nice. a really happy day for me is when I've got the infinity over there stitching by itself with the computer and I'm on the Amara just doing some free motion, which I love. Oh, it sounds like yeah. heaven. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't thank you enough for just popping in and chatting with me. It's always so much fun to see you. And I, I know we're going to cross paths again. So I can't I wait. I hope so. Let's do it. Quilting retreat. There we go, Ginger. Ooh, <laughs> yes, definitely. I'll be checking the website. That's handyquilter.com. Okay. I'm going to go check it out. That's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.